This episode is brought to you by Fortis et Fidelis, honoring the brave and faithful service of our fallen. The free will never forget. What's going on, everyone? Hope you're enjoying the podcast. Just want to take this time to say thank you to all our supporters, all our listeners for voting for our podcast as we were awarded the best educational podcast on the first annual Military Veteran Podcast Awards. Again, thank you all for supporting the podcast and our brand Fortis and Fidelis and helping us create memorial coins for families of the fallen. Thank you all for the vote and we hope for your continued support. Hey, what's going on everyone? Uh, this podcast episode was recorded it's about two, three, three years ago with former stockbroker and law enforcement officer Rafa Conde, who is the founder of Man of War and the event called Conclave of Warriors, which first started in 2018, where I, uh, where I attended and listened to top-level entrepreneurs and military leaders such as Bedros Kulian, Brad Lee, uh, Ray Kerr, Jason Redmond, Navy SEALs, Brent Gleason, uh, just top-notch speakers throughout entrepreneurs in the entrepreneur world and in the military world. And, uh, you know, although this interview was conducted late uh, December of 2018, about three years ago, <clears throat> the message here still rings true today, and hopefully uh, you enjoy it, and stay tuned for more. Good evening, and welcome to another episode of the Defender Fitness Alliance. Um, I'm your host for this evening, Raiden Dionisio. I have a very special guest with me this evening. He is on a mission to forge men into warriors. He's the founder of Man of War podcast, and he's also the CEO of Conclave of Warriors. Uh, without further ado, uh, Rafa Conde. Rafa, first off, thanks for coming on, brother. And um, can we start off by telling us a little bit about yourself and uh, what you're up to now? Hey, first off, I want to say it's an honor to be on this podcast and uh, thank you for your service. Um, that is first and foremost. Awesome. I appreciate it, man. So uh, let's start off with the, uh, the, the man of war. How did, uh, how did this all come about? Man of war came about uh, actually about five years ago. I sat down at a, uh, on a table speaking to a few guys out there, some uh, soldiers, police officers, guys that were in the uh, executive protection world and fitness world and, we're just, you know, shooting the shit. And all of a sudden, you know, we start talking about the emasculation of men. Um, and um, I've traveled all over the world training different uh, um, units, uh, police units and, and uh, so um, 
tactical units. And uh, I started seeing emasculation come across more and more from the people that I trained. And I hate to say that, but for the most part, I felt like men were not being men. They were losing a big part um, of, of, of their being. Um, a lot of times, you know, we would go out there and train, you know, hardcore, you know, police officers, soldiers, and we're talking outside of the United States here. When I came back here to the United States, you know, I saw the same exact thing. You know, people, uh, as far as their perception of men, wasn't what I grew up with and certainly wasn't what I believed men should be. Um, and so the emasculation of men in our society was number one. Then the second part was the warrior mindset, right? I'm big into the warrior mindset. And uh, I feel since I've been training martial arts for 35 years now, the core of my being, everything that I believe in starts from the martial arts, okay? And I saw a drop off again in that warrior mindset you know, that type of instinct, instinctive man nature to be able to protect, to be able to provide, to be able to go out there and run towards the sound of gunfire, be the leader, not only in, you know, in the battlefield, but on the boardroom and in, you know, for their family. I just saw that kind of get chopped away. And this is why I decided to start the podcast and this man of war movement, which uh, really came to be into fruition about a year and a half, almost two years ago now. Now, um, we talked earlier and you said you're still uh, serving as a police officer. How, how, do, how, do, you, um, how do you balance this, all of this, man, as, as a businessman and uh, also serving and protecting uh, our, na our nation? Yeah, well, brother, let me tell you, I mean, first of all, you know, I was a stockbroker, worked on Wall Street for over a decade. I switched hats. I became a uh, police officer and uh, most of my career um, was uh, undercover narcotics, uh, tactical units and things like that. Um, and currently I'm a field training officer. <clears throat> so I've had a pretty interesting career. I've done a lot of teaching at the police academy and traveled all over the world um, teaching police officers. And it has been in my core. Um, I will tell you that separating and, and kind of structuring my time is, what can I say? It's a difficult process, no doubt about it. I mean, my days go, um, you know, 18 hours, 20 hour days sometimes. So it is very, very difficult trying to balance my, my family life with my entrepreneur life, with my law enforcement uh, life. And when I look at this and I say, man, you know, I also run a martial arts school, so it's wow. it, it, it's a lot of hours every single day. And the podcast, as you know, it takes a lot from you too. I mean, you're you're putting, you know, I'm interviewing people every week. You know, sometimes three or four people, and uh, it, it's definitely time consuming. So you got a podcast, you got uh, you know this event coming up. Uh, you're also serving and protecting the community out there. Um, how do you, how do you um, what's one advice that you would give men out there in, you know, having a hard time in balancing, uh, you know, just with their day job and family life? Well, first of all, you got to have a mission. You have to have a vision. OK, the bottom line is that if you don't have either of those, you're basically going to stay flat footed. OK, so, you know, a lot of guys go out there, they put, you know, they, they put their right foot forward um, and you know, whatever they, they might be doing as far as their main objective in life, they focus all their energy in that. And then what happens is that other parts of their life start falling apart 
and they can't fit it in. They start deprioritizing everything else in their life. Um, what I say is balance is important. I am a big believer uh, in going after what you believe in, right? Having mm -hmm. that passion to give everything 100%. However, you have to be very careful because I'll tell you, <clears throat> I've been there many, many times when you, uh, you know, break out so thin, you know, you, you start thinning yourself out. And in the end, you're not giving 100% to anything. You're giving 20% here, 10% there. And then you're basically just thinning out throughout. And in reality, you're not progressing in life. Okay. You're not moving forward. So my advice is simple. Make sure that you start balancing your life. That if you are a father, if you are a husband, if you are, a, you know, a younger guy in the military like yourself and you know and you're studying going to school figure out balance i mean you're doing it right now you're doing a podcast you know that's time consuming um and, and you're, you know you're serving our country but you're figuring it out and uh, uh my, that's that's my main objective man telling men listen you gotta balance your life and you know that's a great point you gotta find a mission and a purpose as well because i feel like um you know, with most veterans um, having issues now getting out is, you know, when they were in, they had a mission and a purpose. Uh, but once they get out, they, they lose that mission and that purpose, right? And so now they're having a hard time finding what, what to do next. Um, so let's, let's talk about the, uh, the, uh, the Man of War and the, uh, the event that you have, the Conclave of Warriors. How did you how did you come about into trying to create this this event? Well, basically, um, the podcast, uh, the Man of War podcast, did very well. Started taking off uh, about a, a little bit over a year ago, um, and I just was meeting all these individuals, and we just linked up. You know, our mindset linked up. And one of the main things that that really, uh, I, I one day I sat down and I said, you know what, let me try to do something different here uh, because a lot of podcasters, you know, will continue doing podcasts over and over again. And it's great. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I love it. I'm, I'm a podcaster and I think that podcasts are a great means of phenomenal information, but I wanted to do something hands-on. I wanted to really bring guys that were kind of fed off each other. I wanted that synergy um, to kind of come into play, something that really hasn't been done. Most most conferences out there are either, you know, business conferences, uh, sales conferences, or they're either military conferences. So I wanted a nice balance of entrepreneurship. I wanted a nice balance of, you know, having military veterans in there also. And more importantly, I wanted to have a, a, a kind of a, a straight game plan on being able to focus on getting people. That's mm -hmm. the goal getting people to really take action and being able to have a conference and have a two-day immersive experience like we're going to have here that is not only life-changing, but we're not selling a damn thing. You know, we're, we are giving to you a structure. We're giving you things that you can implement and integrate into your life right here and right now. And it's all about, you know, that mindset. It's all about taking action, understanding your skill sets. It's all about understanding the fact that, listen, no matter where you are in your life, you can always get better and constant improvement. I'm a big believer in that. So 
to answer your question about how did it come about, I got to tell you, honestly, um, it was one day to another. It was more like, you know what? I really feel like an event like this would be something very, very powerful and people need it nowadays. So um, awesome. that's awesome, brother. So, um, you know, you created the podcast connected with uh, these, uh, these people that, you know, eventually led to the, uh, the event that you have, which is the Conclave of Warriors. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about, I know you got an event coming up, but um, the speakers and the influencers that you have on the event? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, we have, uh, right now we have uh, Ray Care, Navy SEAL, Jason Redmond, Navy SEAL. We have uh, Brent Gleason, Navy SEAL. They all have their styles. They're all basically heroes in their own right. I mean, Ray is a very straight up fitness guy. He's a, a tremendous motivator, raw as hell. Jason Red Redmond is a very articulate guy. He speaks not only well, but he knows his shit. I mean, this guy will basically help you overcome even your most deepest obstacles, okay? And uh, then you got Brent Gleason. He's a mastermind when it comes to leadership. Um, um, uh, of course, Bedros Koulian. Bedros uh, Koulian is... Um, he's a fitness guru uh, as far as being able to run businesses. The guy is just phenomenal. Not only that, he's just an articulate man and has a very powerful message uh, besides being a badass entrepreneur. And of course, Brad Lee. Well, when we talk about Brad Lee, we're talking about, uh, you know, very, I, I consider him one of the top salesmen out there. This guy can close anything and anyone. Um, and his, his message is just spot on. People connect with him. Uh, at a very deep level. He's also a big time influencer on, uh, <clears throat> on social media. Jay Dobbins, uh, undercover agent, New York Times bestselling author. He was uh, basically, he infiltrated the uh, Hells Angels and uh, <laughs> he dismantled them. Um, bottom line is that his story has been, you know, movies have, have been made out of his, his story. He's just a, as a legit individual as you're ever going to meet. Straight down to earth, straight up individual and uh, his message again is very very powerful very deep really coming out of that dark period and, and and rising up to the occasion want to support an active duty owned brand head over to fortis-fidelis.com again that's fortis-fidelis.com and help us in honoring the brave and faithful service of our nation's defenders. All proceeds will help us create and provide memorial coins to the families of our fallen service members. Again, that's fortis-fidelis.com and help Fortiset Fidelis in honoring the brave and faithful. That's awesome, man. And I've, I've actually uh, reached out to Bedros and spoken to him on a one-on-one uh, -on -one phone call, uh, trying to get Ray, Ray Care on the uh, the podcast as well. So that's that's a great lineup. Um, so for those of you guys interested, make sure you guys uh, check check that out, uh, Conclave of Warriors. So, um, so Rafa, so I'm also interested in um, how you came about in creating the, uh, the event, because this is something that I've, I've I want to put together for, for, for my community. Uh, what's, what's one recommendation um, you'd give someone that's trying to put uh, an event similar to the Conclave of Warriors? 
Oh boy. Um, I'll tell you right now, it, it's, it's, first of all, I just want you to know that it's not easy in any way, shape or form at, at all. Okay. At all. Um, it is a, uh, putting on a, an event. There are so many, so many different variables. Um, first of all it is not cheap. It is expensive. Okay. Um, it is, um, uh, just time consuming, like you would not believe. Um, it is, um, in the end, I mean, I, like I said, we haven't finished the event yet. Obviously, we're still a couple of weeks away, mm. but it has been a very, very powerful learning experience to see who's who and what's what. Um, and, you know, to give you something to, to kind of take to the table here as far as a couple of tidbits on how to create an event, <clears throat> I will tell you that get yourself surround yourself with a team with someone that has done it before someone that can kind of guide you because there's so many little obstacles that you have to overcome and there are so many little intricacies that if you don't think of them ahead of time they're going to hit you at the last second and that's the last thing you want to do um, mm. so i would say surround yourself with a team of people that have some knowledge for sure and always always you know you can you know, put your bar up here, but remember this for sure. All right. That because you put your bar up here, you know, there's a happy medium somewhere that you need to be happy with. You know sure. what I'm saying? So um, you can shoot for the moons and shoot for the stars, but the goal is to be able to get something that, that you truly feel is worth it. You want quality over quantity a hundred times over, man. Do you feel like that's something missing nowadays and like the quality over the quantity? Uh, oh hell yeah i mean that's huge i mean the quality <clears throat> everybody's about quantity everybody's about hey the more people the better yeah. you know and I, i'm not a believer in that man i'm not i've never been a believer in that i believe quality is very very important i'd rather go to an event or a seminar or something where you know you have a couple of hundred people a few hundred people in a nice environment rather than have you know ten thousand people in an environment that it's just, you know, left and right. You don't, you, I, I, for me, I don't feel you can get tr outside of getting energy from, from the crowd, which I can go to a football game and get energy from a crowd. Mm -hmm. I don't feel that you're going to get that connection with someone. So I'm all about quantity and uh, 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 quality over quantity for sure. And it kind of defeats purpose, right? With, with, you know, if there's an event with like thousands, thousands of people where you're trying to go there to connect with, uh, with, uh, you know, like-minded people and, you know, it, it, you end up not connecting with them and you end up just being lost uh, in the first place. Absolutely. 100%. Man. I mean, you know, it, it's, I'm all about connecting with people. I'm, I've, I mean, I've spoken in front of huge crowds, especially in the, in the police field, um, you know, different academy classes and things like that. And the most important part for me, anytime, anywhere, I'm all about helping people. I'm all about extending myself for people. I want the message from all my speakers, myself, um, anyone around me. I'm all about, man, just reaching out and helping people because I'm a, I'm a big believer at this point in time where our society is, not enough people are truly take, taking that next step to help others. I think yeah. we're a self-centered, selfish-ass society, and I see it every single day. Awesome. Awesome, man. So, um, you know, in building up this event, um, with, you know, having a podcast, uh, you know, 
serving our serving our uh, our nation you know you say you also do uh jujitsu what's been i guess what's been some of the best what's been some of the worst moments let's first talk about that worst moments in your in your business and entrepreneurship uh ventures well um certainly uh going back um i can go back easily uh, to the years that i worked on wall street for the most part i mean we you know when the market crashed um, back in the early 2000s, I mean, that was a freaking nightmare. You know, I had clients lose, you know, millions of dollars overnight and the stress was on my shoulders. So, you know, and it was like, you know, everybody looked at me because I was the guy that was holding their money, you know, and um, that was definitely a, a time in my life where I just felt literally like just freaking pulling my hair out because I, I, I didn't sleep for days on end. And uh, there was a lot of responsibility on my shoulders to get, you know, give these clients that have trust, had trusted me so much, give them back some of their hard earned money. So how did you, how did you overcome that moment? And um, what, how did that lead you to what you're doing now? Well, what I did was um, when the market crashed, once that happened, I started little by little studying different elements of the market. For example, I was always a stock trader. Uh, I went into diversifying money into mutual funds, uh, into bonds and things like that where um, they were slower, but they're a little bit more, um, I felt a little bit more comfortable for their money to be in, to be able to kind of make it back slowly, but surely. Uh, it took a few years to gain uh, a good chunk of that back, but I'm, I'm, I'm proud to say that um, I worked my ass off for a few years um, and I made a good chunk of it back for my clients. Now, with that said, uh, soon after that, man, that was it for me. I, I you know, after that crash and, and, and the ups and downs in the market and, uh, you know, I felt like I needed to give more of myself that it wasn't just, you know, money and it wasn't just about, you know, people's finances. I needed to go out there and extend my hand uh, to really reach out to, to people. And that's why I became a police officer. I mean, in reality. So um, I basically said to my wife, listen, I, I'm, I'm not, I don't want to do this anymore. And uh, I want to be a police officer. More, more importantly, I wanted to be a narcotics agent. That was my goal because I wanted to um, make a dent in our community um, when it came to you know law enforcement from the narcotics perspective. That's an interesting. You know, you were you're in uh, you're in Wall Street. You were uh, have you had that business, and then you you had like a 180 shift. You know, you became a police officer. And what what led to that? You just was it just a feeling of serving or? Um, you know, I wish I could tell you that it was about serving and it, it really wasn't. I'll be honest with you. Okay. It was about, I wanted to make an impact more than anything. I wanted to make an impact and take these dirty scums that were selling drugs on the street. I wanted to put them in jail. I yeah. wanted to do everything I could. My goal was to be able to go out there and uh, <clears throat> after going out there and basically making uh, hundreds and hundreds of arrests, uh, and I became, you know, my niche became, you know, guns and drugs. Um, a couple of years after that, I went into the vice squad and then I was in, uh, 
I was assigned to a, a, a task force, uh, which was at that point a government initiated task force uh, for a county task force. And then uh, <clears throat> I had a major case out of the VA hospital, um, which included arresting veterans and people that were stealing money from the government. Um, and that was a, a year case that made national news across the board. Very proud of that case. It was called Tango Vax. And I worked jointly with the Office of Inspector General. And uh, we, did, we did some really good stuff, man. We seized a lot of pills, a lot of drugs, a lot of money. Uh, and then from there, I was transferred over to DEA. And I worked there for almost two years. Wow, that's awesome, man. So, guys, if you're listening to this or uh, watching this later on, this is a man that practiced what Hey everyone, Raiden here. I just want to thank you for listening to our podcast. And make sure you guys go check out our website, fortist-fidelis.com. Again, that's fortist-fidelis.com. And learn how you can help us support in providing these memorial coins to the families of the fallen. And make sure you guys go follow our social media on Facebook, FRTS, FDLS. Again, that's FRTS, FDLS. And on Instagram and Twitter at FRTS underscore FDLS. Again, that's FRTS underscore FDLS. And make sure you guys go subscribe, review, and leave a comment on our podcast on all the podcast platforms. Till then, take care.